<laughs> All right. So um, again, this is number three of four for our whites that we are blinding for our Australian New Zealand um, section. Uh, it's now my turn to lead this. I hope I do as well as Tara and Heidi because I'm like really nervous that I'm going to forget something. <laughs> so, you know, help me out. <laughs> I got you. We got you. See, they're the best. All right. So beginning with sight, beginning with color, what do we see? I'd say clear, strong. Agree. Pale. Very pale. Um, gold or green. This is where I always get tripped up. So I feel like if I had to pick, I'd go gold. Yeah, okay. I'd say gold. But it's so pale that, that that's kind of surprising to me. But yeah, I'd say gold flex. Just as an aside, do we think um, because the light has changed here quite a bit, could that be an influence of light? It definitely could. Although I, when I'm looking at the glass, I try and hold my hand in various places because what I've noticed a couple of times thinking that something is green flecked. It's and a reflection. Then, yeah, somebody has a green shirt that they're sitting nearby. And mm -hmm. so if you move your hand in front of it, that kind of blocks it. So I don't know, okay. like holding it up. I mean, the I technique is to green. hold it up to white. And you I have a white seal. any green this time. Yeah. I agree, and I never see it. So <laughs> I'm glad I have your agreement. Um, okay, let's look at tearing. And any evidence of gas? Quick moving gas tears. Moving, fast moving tears. So that tells us either a low alcohol um, or just like super light. Low viscosity. Low viscosity, yeah. And it looks uh, like there's no evidence of gas, no evidence of sediment. All right, moving on to nose. Oh my. <laughs> I'm getting tree fruit predominantly, like apples, yellow apples. So we want to start with fruit? All right, let's start with fruit. I agree with the yellow apples. I'm getting lemon, either lemon zest or... I think just whole lemon. Whole lemon. Yeah. Whole lemon. Like, just picked it off a tree. You can still mm -hmm. smell the, the, the leaves a little yeah. bit. I like that description. Some tropical fruits. Yeah, there's something tropical there for sure. Grapefruit. There's grapefruit. Yeah. Not so I'm a little bad at differentiating between all the tropical fruits, so I would love to hear okay, you so guys go into some specifics. I'm getting, like, mango, okay. actually. Maybe some passion fruit. I'd agree with passion fruit, yeah. Uh, which, it's so weird. I never think about passion fruit, and then the second someone says it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. it's definitely that. <laughs> yeah. I do. Uh, it could be some mango, too. Like I'm getting, like, very yellow mango. Like an underripe, maybe slightly, slightly underripe mango? Just a, just a mango. Okay. Like the kind you get at the grocery yeah, store, probably, mango. rather than like an actual fresh-picked mango. So yeah, that yeah. probably means underripe. Okay. <laughs> but I'm thinking like one of those, have you ever had champagne mango? The ones that are more petite and they're yellow on the outside and yellow on the inside, not the big green you know, and red ones. I did once and I really kind of forgot about those. I always think oh, about like so the good. bigger green with the slightly red tint. If you ever see the yellow on yellow mangoes, those are the best. They're so good. I feel like they're easier to eat as well. They don't have that weird right. mm -hmm. fibrous core. Not to get on a total tangent with mangoes. But, but. <laughs> one of the things that I noticed in that fruit, and I think that's what I'm picking up in this wine, is that um, 
I know you can't taste effervescence on your nose, but there's almost like a like a tingly, like maybe it's acid, I don't know, yeah. but like a tingly feeling on my nose. It's a little spiky. It's that aromatic. Could it mm -hmm. be pyrazine? You know, a little bit of that. There's definitely pyrazine in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so could you guys go into, for um, those of our listeners who might not know what pyrazine is, like how do we experience that in wine? So pyrazine is going to be something of a, like a green character. It could be bell pepper, it could be grass, it could be... I'm kind of getting some sort of pickle almost. Pickled. Oh, yeah. But not traditional pickle, like no, just like general fresh, like pickled, a, like home pickled, super fruits. fresh homemade cucumber. Yeah. We're so lucky in St. Pete, we have like the Urban Canning Company and they pickle so many different things. I had a pickled Brussels sprout from them once. How was that? It was honestly amazing. And um, paired it with a Chardonnay, like a slightly buttery oh. okay Chardonnay. Oh. It was honestly incredible. It was so good. How fun. I guess we're going to have to bring some <laughs> Urban Canning Company. But I veggies. feel like I get a little bit of that pickled Brussels sprout yeah. from this. Like, like that's why yeah, it's sprang to mind. Yeah, there's definitely something green on there. So lots of green notes that we're talking lots about. And usually the green will point you to certain wines, but I'm not convinced. So sometimes I have a hard time differentiating between what's just green and then what's purism green. Because mm -hmm. there is a difference. Mm -hmm. Well, like, do you mean like green apples versus Well, like sometimes we grass. can get like tarragon or some like green herbal notes okay. but those aren't necessarily yeah. parazine but yeah it's almost that like a produce section but like the the super green section of it which sounded a lot lamer <laughs> saying it out loud in my head the green produce section <laughs> you know what i mean where it's all green in the corner <laughs> All right, well, we've smelled it a lot. Um, anything else you want to add in terms of earth, mineral, wood, any spice notes? No wood. No wood. Which is so interesting. All three of these so far, at least the whites that we've had, Super haven't clean. had any yeah. wood on them yet. And what about age? What would you guys say about the, the condition of the fruit? I always, I like that phrase and I always forget I to say like it. I do like that. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's youthful. It's youthful. I'd even put this maybe like a year or two older than the other ones we've tried. So, so it was 16 over 17? Yeah, maybe, maybe. That would be three. Even pushing that. So older than that. Or, no, okay. no, I guess I'm saying three years old. So okay. like the one to three, but pushing three. Three, but I could see three. Because I feel like it's a little bit more like yellow, a little bit more riper. Um, but maybe that ripeness comes from climate. Yeah. You know, warmer climate versus a cooler climate. Okay. So moving on to palate, let's take a taste. Mm. Zingy. Mm. Yeah, that's Sprite. very zingy. Super zingy and so different from the no, it's like acid. Wow. Wow, acid. <laughs> and like fruit and acid and jam like juice bomb. So I always pay attention to where I experience the acid. Um, cause I used to always give me some notes about the wine. Um, I don't know. I feel like observing a master blind taste and they were like, Oh, I get the acid in my gums rather than here. So I try to pay attention to that. I still don't know that it's, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the key flag sometimes that it should be to help me, uh, decide things, but acid on this 
totally on my tongue, nothing in my gums, nothing on my jaw, but still experiencing it in the back of my throat where it's also combining with some heat. heat. Yeah, Yeah, definitely combining with some alcohol. So maybe like medium plus alcohol on this one? Yeah. I think, you know, given I was so far off on the Semillon being 11% rather than 13%, but I can say that I think this has more alcohol than that, so maybe my 13% is more accurate. So one technique that I heard was like, if we ranked the different structural elements, do we think that the alcohol is more predominant than the acid, or do we think that the acid is like... The, the highest. I think the acid is more. Yeah, here. definitely. It's like the plate that everything is served mm-hmm. on yes. for this wine. The yeah. alcohol, the fruit, yeah, the everything. It's like it's all on a plate of acid. Yeah, but it, I think it balances out that heat really nicely too. And it's definitely dry. It's I don't know bone dry, but no, I would go just. All right, I'm really on the tip of my tongue, getting a lot of bell pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like green bell pepper, mm-hmm. like I just bit into one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any sweetness notes, non-fruit notes, earth mineral? I feel like there's a lot of tropical fruit on this. Okay. Um, more than on the nose. So it's like warmer fruit. On the palate than on the nose? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think I was really going grapefruity with this, and then that bell pepper. Mm, yeah. Like I was almost going more greener and more tart. Mm. I'm not getting a lot of mineral. I'm, uh, it's just a lot of fruit and it's a lot of acid. There's some, like maybe yeah. like a salinity almost. But definitely not a primary note, maybe a secondary note, perhaps more indicative of winemaker than varietal specifics. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. terroir specific, yeah. so that would be more accurate. Still no wood on the palate. It's very balanced, though. I, I like the, I like what it's doing. Any phenolic bitterness? Little. Little bit. I'm, I'm not perceiving as much as I did with the Semillon. So for me, it's if there's any, it's pretty understated. I think it's more bitterness from pyrazine and green mm-hmm. than from mm-hmm. phenols. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, body? And texture. Same medium body. It's very smooth on the palate, even though there is that like very strong acidity. But yeah, it's probably lending to like a medium body. It's not as light as it mm-hmm. smells. Definitely at least medium body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't say medium minus. Definitely solid medium body. Uh, maybe even more. M- maybe medium plus. Yeah, and then the finish is decent. It's pretty it long. Is <clears throat> Initial conclusions. Are we thinking old world or new world? Well, obviously new, new world. world. <laughs> but so going back, because I think maybe we skipped over this question a little bit with question two, what in this would indicate new world over old world? I think, I mean, there's so much fruit on this. I so think, I think the fact that we spent so much time talking about mangoes mm-hmm. should tip us off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I can't even think of any examples of tropical fruit of white wines that I really get from old world. No, usually the tropical fruit from like mango specific is like California, like that mm-hmm. warm weather mm-hmm. California Sauvignon Blanc probably. Yeah, but yeah. Um, we know it's not that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but so moving into initial conclusions, I think we all, you know, given our descriptors, like there's really only 
one thought you can have about what great this is? So this, I'll tell you before we say what it is, that my opinion changed halfway through okay, the tasting so of this. Okay, so walk us through that. So normally, um, with Sauvignon Blancs, I get so much aromatics. Like, mm -hmm. usually that comes mm -hmm. out of the glass and tells me before I've done anything else what I'm drinking, and I just didn't get that. Like, I, I got apple as my first thing, and lemon is my first thing, and that that would have pushed me in a different direction. And then the second I tasted it with that acidity there and the tropical fruits and like, yeah, the, the green notes for sure now has me leaning towards what I think you guys are mm -hmm. in agreement on. Okay, so to piggyback on that, <clears throat> that kind of threw me off as well. So I'm still- The aroma did? The aroma, for okay. sure, on the nose, because um, I'm in the camp of Sauvignon Blanc and to be honest, we drink a lot of Marlboro. <laughs> we are the Marlboro <laughs> Sauvignon champions of the and world. And see, I avoid it like the plague. What? I am not a Marlboro New Zealand drinker. So this is making me think that this is Martinboro. Oh, I did not know that was a distinction. Please, please tell us. And I'm just, I'm just saying that because um, I don't drink a lot of it. I do believe this is Sauvignon Blanc. Mm -hmm. I agree. From New Zealand, but I don't think it's from Marlboro. What would stand out as being specifically Marlboro to you? Cat pee. That's true. And, and I did I not spell that. Get, I always get some sort of like weird funk that yes, is passion no fruit. I don't get the passion fruit on this. So way back when our first, when our group first started meeting, and we kind of just did that practice blind tasting, mm -hmm. you brought that Kim Crawford, and we all thought it was French. I know. And <laughs> there was no cat pee in that, and that was absolutely marvelous. I know. It's so, I think that's something important to remember is that not all of them are going to have that, but when you do it's smell true. it, it's a strong indicator, but not mm -hmm. all of them have that. And that might be a winemaking technique where they're purposefully trying to remove that characteristic because it became so like it. defining of the style and yeah for me it is one of the reasons why I avoided that mm -hmm. particular category because I I have a cat I don't really enjoy <laughs> cleaning that aspect of it so okay. I don't want to drink it <laughs> so I haven't ever tried this before just a thought I've heard that there's a brand called Villa Maria that tries to do their seven oh. blocks in a, like in a more restrained European fashion because they were trained going for it yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm gonna go straight down to the, <laughs> the, producer. the producer I like it okay. go out on that bridge but it is interesting and I think that as we move more and more into the future, I guess, with globalization, you're, we're going to see more and more of that pushing the boundary of like this, this isn't, people are doing different stuff in different places now than they used to. Mm -hmm. And so we can still taste towards a specific varietal and like what that classic taste should be, but you're going to run into more and more wines that are trying to be a little different from that. One of the more interesting notes I ran across when I was, you know, boning up for tonight, um, I think it was in the Australia section, but I believe it would apply to New Zealand as well, was I guess the term flying winemaker uh -huh. actually originated with Australian winemakers. Yes. I always thought of that as like the French winemakers. So can you tell us Because you, you think about, so the flying winemaker is essentially someone who's of such renown and such mastery of their craft that they're in demand as a consultant all over the world and demand as a consultant. Like, please come help us, you know, with vineyard techniques, with winemaking techniques, you know, all the things that you need to do. Think, think of it as someone who like, you're opening a new restaurant, maybe you get someone who has a lot of experience come and help you open that restaurant. Same concept. So Michel Roland, 
who is from France, um, I believe specifically from the Bordeaux, uh, for me was the first famous winemaker I had heard of specifically described as um, a, a flying winemaker. Um, but while I was reading these notes, I was surprised to learn that the Australian wine industry had to catch up so quickly in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and they actually have an incredibly well-established enology program at the University of Adelaide mm -hmm. um, that it was actually their winemakers first that were flying out oh, and wow. about and consulting because, you know, the old world is very committed to their techniques and they don't always experiment with new ones. So it makes sense. It makes does. sense yeah. that like, hey, we got to catch up. Yep. They were the first ones to recommend Stelvin enclosure mm -hmm. uh, and, and things like that. So anyway, which I might point out that all of our wines, I believe every single one so Stelvin far has been Stelvin. Yes. You know, I always think of New Zealand when it comes to Stelvin, but every single one of our Australian wines have been Stelvin as well. Yeah. yeah, I like it. It makes it so that you can have wine wherever you are. Yes. yes. With or without a wine cork. <laughs> I mean, 13 years of doing this, you think I would never forget a wine key? I forget a wine key all the time. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> Mine just gets taken away from me at the airport. Oh, yeah. I have left wine keys so many places. Ugh. I'll share my secrets. I have a traveling wine key that goes on my keychain that they will not take away from me at the airport. Because it's TSA... Oh. Yes, it like encloses completely so that there's no pointy objects, I suppose. Oh. More on that in a future episode. <laughs> All right, well, to reveal, you guys, it's a, it's a Sauvignon Blanc. I know we were really surprised. All right. Uh, it is 2017, and it actually is from Marlboro. Um, I did try and get Marlboro because that's what I was instructed to get. <laughs> I, but you said Martinboro, and I'm like, God, did I... Did I misread it? Like, <laughs> maybe I did that because I bought it really quickly. Uh, the brand is Kono, um, and I got this from Fourth and Vine here in St. Pete. It's on Fourth Street and Fourth uh, Street North and Eleventh Avenue. Um, go see Edith; she's really great. Um, she had several New Zealand Sauvignons from Marlboro, and I said, "I need the most Marlboro and Marlboro Sauvignon you can give me." She's like, "That'll work." <laughs> Perfect. What is the alcohol? But that? without the cat pee. So maybe yeah. that's an evolving thing now. Um, the alcohol on this is 12.5. So again, a little off with my 13, but closer. I could be within the realm. Yeah. So. Awesome. Cool. All right. That was a little long, but fun. Thanks, guys. Okay, we are finally on our fourth white wine of the night <laughs> after much um, conversing about the other wines. So this fourth wine, we've got um, a color. What color do we have? Definitely more gold. Yeah, I would almost call this yellow. Yellow. Yeah. Rather than strong. I think out of the four wines we've seen so far, it definitely the has the most color to yeah. it. Yeah. Which it's... For those of you who cannot see this wine, it's still incredibly pale. Yes. Um, all the wines we've had this evening have been very, very clear and yeah. light and yeah. pale. I say gold, red, but really it's in the context of the four wines we had. I think if we put this up against something else, you're exactly right. I, I would just go strong yellow with yeah. this. So yellow something I need to work on. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'm not seeing any gas evident what about the tearing on this one I'm getting tears um, they're moving slower than the last couple so maybe like medium seems like they could be pretty viscous yeah 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 
So okay, what would that tell us? Yeah. Or, you know, oily texture of the body, perhaps. Okay. On the nose. Wow, that's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, cheese. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I know it's probably better to start in with fruit, but I feel like I always have to come back to fruit. I, no, I always... let's start with something weird. It smells like stinky cheese to me. I don't know that I would have picked that up, but I would get more like a cheese rind. Yeah. I think I'm getting oak. Okay. I could see that. Um, that's not Something secondary for sure. Yeah. What are you getting that makes you think oak? I'm just getting a toasty, nutty character. Which, you know, to just be a devil's advocate could be an indicator of age. Sure. Over oak. It could. Okay, any any fruits in here? <laughs> Apple? Apple? Yeah. Apple's like the only thing I can come up with, too. It doesn't Apple. seem particularly tropical. doesn't seem particularly citrus. No, it's like a a Fuji apple, just a regular old. Yeah, yeah. Apple from your side item at Panera. But there's a little bit of stinkiness to this. Yeah, like a little funky or like a little funk to it. Oh yeah, I'm getting that. So that's almost like there's almost an essence of like cat pee or um, I know that I always (laughs) I always find that when I'm very (laughs) sensitive to cats. well, they're your favorite animal. No, no, they're not. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely something funky, and funky is such a fun word because you say it and everybody knows what you mean, yeah. and everybody can agree that this is. But everyone fun. probably has a different marker yeah. in their minds for what funky means. Yeah, it's one like of those words right. that you're exactly right. You agree. Everyone has their own funk. But it's probably not actually the best descriptor, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> to put on a. I mean, it's almost like okay. So my friend always says papayas tastes like a garbage can. So what? I, 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 I think it's I'm sorry, please, please I elaborate. Love papaya, I love papayas. I but, feel like I love papayas too. Yeah, but she says that they have like a, they smell like old garbage. And I could almost get like a papaya you know, like, kind of thing. Less garbage, okay, I'm, I'm leaning in. Less than garbage, <laughs> I would say like a little composty. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. a compost pail. Like rotting fruit yeah. in a way. Yeah. Beyond baked. Okay. A little overripe, perhaps. Uh huh. Yeah, there's you know, definitely We're talking about condition, condition of fruit, maybe a little overripe. Okay, so we could say that that's maybe like a non fruit or earthy uh, mm-hmm. aroma. Anything else? Are we getting vegetables? Are we getting herbs? Maybe some spice if, if you were maybe getting some. I feel like there is a spice here, but I can't put my finger on it. It's not like it. a baking spice, it's not no. really. Ginger? You know what? That might be it. Yeah. There, there's a, it, it's like that a sharpness, a sharpness to it. Yeah. So I feel like we're getting a lot of like more aged characteristics with mushroom compost. Um, Definitely like a root here of some type. Like okay. Root. I, like I know ginger obviously is the the front runner there, but isn't there like turmeric maybe? Turmeric yeah. or um, galang galangal. I don't actually know what that. I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> it's funny that the fruit words that pop into your head that I know. you might not know what they I taste I can tell like. you the last time I said turmeric, all right? Yeah. <laughs> so lesson for our listeners, eat all the fruits and vegetables and spices that you can find. Eat and smell them. Yes. We bought apricots the other day 
specifically because I'm like, oh, when was the last time I had a fresh apricot? <laughs> and yet I talk about apricots all the time with yeah. wine, so that's true Joe's. can't wait to try them <laughs> okay well let's move on um we've got some interesting aromas there let's move on to the palette hmm. whoa <laughs> that is interesting all right so precursor oh. i know what this wine has to be yeah um and the only hint I will give you is in one of our mini blind tasting sessions, we have had this fruit or this varietal before, which makes sense because we're trying to keep within the chart. Yeah. First, um, oh. And I think it's actually pretty consistent with that previous example that we had. I'm getting honey. Honey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like beeswax. pure raw honey when it's still like yeah. it hasn't been processed. It's not right. just sugar. Definitely like the, the, the wax. Yeah, the wax that you get out of it. Uh, yeah, so going to the, there's definitely some sort of aged note For here. Sure. So that was the first thing that hit me was like, I don't know, mushrooms or honeycomb or. Is that an aged note in white wines? It's or a is secondary that... flavor, which indicates some like a sort of flavor. Okay. processing, yeah. I think. So whether that's oak, whether that's Lee's aged, uh, Lee's aging, I think is what you would mm -hmm. call it, or malolactic fermentation or age, there's. I think those can all be indicators. Well, and Lee's and Mallow, you know, with that, that barrel aging, you know, you're going to get some oxygenation there. So maybe exactly. just like a little, even if the wine itself isn't old, it's gone through some, some developing mm -hmm. micro-oxygenation. This yeah. definitely has a creamy texture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would say that, and that's a great point too, just like the age, I would say this is developing. I would say this is yeah. youthful, like we've said for the other wines. Um, By pure happenstance, this is less. I'm kind of glad it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a bigger wine mm -hmm. than some of the other ones. So um, what else heat. are we getting? Maybe this time yes. I'll be right yeah. on 13, yeah. 13 and a half. Courtney wants her. <laughs> I want to be right wine. just once. <laughs> I'm usually better at nailing um, alcohol percentages. I'm, I'm a little uh, less than pleased with my uh, batting average today. <laughs> yeah, I would say like... Maybe there's a little, like, medium, but ever so slightly medium plus alcohol on this. The acidity is pretty I'm or, normal. I'm getting it on the end, too. Or, just to, you know, since I've been wrong so much today, are we perceiving the alcohol more because the acid is so low? Yeah, I, w I mean, I would I probably know, go through this I'm, and say medium. Because I think we would say medium minus on acid, right? I think it's the least acidic out of the ones that we've oh, had yeah, so far. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but there is some, I mean, there is some there, I think, to balance that out. Because if you, there is structure to this wine. Mm -hmm. Because with those soft notes of honey and Fiji apples and compost and cheese, like, that could be a very flabby wine. But mm -hmm. there is structure to this, which makes me think that there, there's got to be some acid holding that up. I was thinking the, the structure might have come from, you know, we were talking about leaves and mallow. Yeah. Like maybe... the te Like the body of the Yeah, line. the body and the, and the texture is really kind of what's giving it um, okay. the balance. Okay. Um, any... We said wood maybe on the nose. What are we getting on the palate for... Uh, I'm not actually... Much. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's just the leaves. Yeah. I always struggle with that of telling yeah. what's wood versus other. That's probably something I struggle flavors. with the most. I mean, 
I'm sure someone out there has a good resource. If we find it, we will talk about it and put it up. But I think that that would be something interesting to focus on and maybe like a four wine mm-hmm. lineup again mm-hmm. in white wine of like, yeah. here's oak, you know, no leaves. Here's just leaves, no oak. Here's strong mallow, like, you know, just really focusing more on those textural, structural elements rather than um, acid and, and uh, fruit. Yeah, I made a note for next time. Okay, good. <laughs> you are, you are our champion, most organized person She's ever. She's the secretary. Oh, and thank God for it. Know, She's so good at it. <laughs> okay, well, let's go in. We're going to keep this one short. Let's go to some initial conclusions. So are we going to say uh, New World on this one? Uh, you know... Kind of feels no. <laughs> um, I, again, you talk about tropical fruit. I think it's really hard to not saying that there aren't old world examples that have tropical fruit, but yeah, I think it's more atypical than typical. Yeah, and just being honest, I would, if I didn't know where we're tasting these wines from, I would put this in old world. Yeah, really. Is it yes. because of the funkiness in the cheese? The funkiness, the lack of fruit. It's very earthy. It's just there's a lot me, of other things there's going a lot on of, in that. a lot of other things going on yeah i will say the funk can be misleading the funk can be misleading i also feel like there's a warmness to this whether that's the mm-hmm. alcohol whether that's the there's something about this that makes me think more of a warm climate mm-hmm. and so generally speaking i know that's not always the case warm climate white wines in the old world like you have what, the Rhone Valley? That's, That's kind what of I'm right? thinking, yeah. but I think that this might be kind of following suit from that. Mm-hmm. That's going to be Mimicking my, the style, perhaps? My guess. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so um, initial conclusions. New world. Do we all think warm climate? Or, Heidi, if you think it could go old world, what would you say the climate would be? Well, now that you say that, <laughs> definitely Rhone. If I was going old world. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a warmer climate. Northern Rome. Okay. Okay. Um, what? Great Northern Rome. Sorry, not to cut you off. Because now that I'm thinking, it could be initial conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Tell us your initial conclusion. Viognier. That's where my head went. Why? Um. Because it's not something I would normally order. <laughs> I am an acid head, so I like the super, super high acid stuff. Mm-hmm. And Viognier, it just, you, it, I was going to say, always disappoints me. This has more acid than typical Viogniers that I've had mm-hmm. in a way that, like, I'd probably drink, like, I would order this at a restaurant and I would enjoy it mm-hmm. um, more than I would expect to. But, yeah, Viogniers, to me, I think bring that honey note, that waxy note, um, Definitely mm-hmm. some phenolic bitterness here. Yes, now, we didn't mention sure. it, and I do want to point that out because even the other Vignette we had definitely had that phenolic bitterness yeah. too. Yeah, um, this one is definitely younger. Like, if we're thinking this is a Vignette, is that what we're going to go with as our possible grape variety? Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely younger than the last one we had. That one was much darker in color, mm-hmm. but I mean, just so pronounced with those secondary flavors, like way more than this. Mm-hmm. A little flat. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it had gone yeah. off a little. Yeah. So this is still fresh and, and ripe, mm-hmm. even being older sort of flavors in terms of like compost is fruit that has been out for a while or All right, this is weird. Honeycomb. Sorry, not to interrupt, but I just took another sniff. 
anyone get pepperoni pizza? <laughs> like, I swear to God, like, melted cheese and pepperoni pizza. I mean, that's so interesting. I wonder, um, what, what do they use to preserve pepperoni? Well, like a nitrate or a... Not, not, not to use the evil word, but... <laughs> sulfites. <laughs> sulfites don't have a... I mean, sulfur has a smell. Do sulfites have a smell? I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. We Does know pepperoni pizza. We know that. A, is, <laughs> like, does that show up in the tasting profile? <laughs> you know what? There. I want to do a search to see if anyone has ever used the phrase pepperoni pizza to describe a wine before. I, I've never had in 13 years. But I swear, I just smell it. And I'm like, Jesus, it's a, it's a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> but I mean, that's so interesting because I like, what could that give you? I mean, like that means peppercorn. I think that maybe there's some. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's it's the idea of like the just cooked meat. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that savory note, um, but without preservatives. So maybe salt. Maybe that would be an interpretation yeah. of salt because mm-hmm. pepperonis are salty. Um, definitely still that cheese note, but like that melty cheese, which we got in the beginning. Yeah, initially. And then maybe you know some some doughiness to it. So definitely doughy. I like would that. Would that be would that be yeast? I think smelling, and then perhaps um, I just lost it. Uh, oh, lees, perhaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, which we've got to look up. I wonder if Viognier is a, a lees heavy wine. That would be interesting. Yeah. But that's typically how you treat Vignet is some lees aging. Yeah. Yeah. More to come on that. Okay, so... <laughs> Make our, a note, secretary. <laughs> our conclusion here is... Um, oh, where, where do we think... Who does... I, who does... Rhone style wines in Australia? Because we're assuming this is an Australian wine. Mm-hmm. We think it's probably Viognier. We think it's fairly recent vintage. Um, regions, any, any guesses? I, I can't say. Yeah, I know. You can't say. <laughs> Rhone style? Yeah, I, I, I know it here, but I can't get it out here. I mean, my guess I, would I mean, be like South Australia, South Australia. or Western Australia. Um, I'm going to go South Australia. Why? Because I, I don't know. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I think Western Australia is predominantly West, like the yeah, gravels right, and... Um, right. I think South Australia is probably experimenting more with different types of grapes and well, and if you really just want to crunch the numbers of it, South Australia has the highest production. Yeah. It's like fifty uh, percent, I think, of the country. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. wine production comes from South Australia. And they do so much Shiraz down there that like yeah. the Syrah and the Viognier just kind of makes sense. Yeah, especially if you're mimicking a Northern Rhone style. Yeah. <laughs> All right, shall we reveal? Go for it. This is. A very beautiful bottle, the Y Series Viognier, South Australia from 2018, um, produced by Yalumba. And we're going to go with 13.5% alcohol. So Courtney's finally finally on it. I wanted to say 13.5, but I was so wrong. I was like, just stick with 13, Courtney. (laughs) That's awesome. Cool. That's the best Viognier I've ever had. Yeah. So I specifically picked Yalumba. So one of the things I was tasked for to bring, uh, which we mentioned in another segment, was an Eden Valley Riesling, which has proven to be literally impossible to find. I called every wine store I could think of, visited like three. You guys looked, I think, at ABC because I was like, please help and could not find one. Um, so that was like, great, let me just find any Eden wine. That would be awesome. And actually, Yolumba is one of the 
most preeminent and uh, noteworthy producers from Eden Valley. So at a certain point, I did start just looking for Yolumba. Mm -hmm. uh, Roland Oats has quite a selection, actually, of Yolumba, but all the Y series. So that's introductory for them. It's just the South Australia designation. But knowing that Yolumba is located in Eden, I feel confident in saying that a, a, a large chunk of this fruit probably came from Eden Valley. Um, that makes me just want to go to Roland Oats even more. I know they have a great wine selection. but And the price point. If they can make a Viognier taste like that, I mean, not Roland yeah, Oats, but yeah. if they're buying Viognier yeah. to taste like that, then well, I feel like you Well, it's still putting out an interesting cross-section of Australian wine. I think we've all seen in all the wine shops we visit that, you know, people throw out their Chard, they throw out the Shiraz, they mm -hmm. throw out the Cabernet, but they're not really caring about... <laughs> getting super region specific with them yeah you know right. you maybe get some mclaren and some barossa for the shiraz but we had to hunt yeah to really find region specific wine mm -hmm. and nobody has australia this is a big complaint i have it is. that yeah. i want i like australian wine yes and i want more of it everything we've tasted so far has been and we don't even talk pretty about the darn wines good we last week which oh. some truly like that Grenache that we had, yeah. which was aged, was my favorite of the night. Let from me Victoria. tell you, Courtney, the the Grenache does not sit well once it's opened. So for I all of our listeners that. out there, <laughs> better drink that the day of. Well, it was a slightly older wine, so it's already along its life Prime. cycle there. Um, so extra air is not going to do it too many no. favors. And Grenache is uh, a delicate grape, yeah. so it's it's a little thin skinned, um, and those wines. Red wines tend not to last when they're open. Well, I cannot wait for our next four wines, which are the reds from Australia and New Zealand. Yes. So keep listening. <laughs> All right.